welcome back, hopefully, to, uh... What up? <laughs> what the fuck is the show called again? Uh... Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Deep Fried Dreams. Welcome to episode yeah. two of Deep Fried, Deep Fried Dreams. However you say that. And, uh... I'm Ryan. <laughs> my name's Z. Alright, cool. Oh my god. I just took an exam. And, uh, I passed. I thought I wasn't going to pass, but fortunately I passed because we were allowed to just bring notes, which I didn't realize until like the day, like the night before kind of. And then I was like, oh shit, I could just print out all of the PowerPoints. And it was very funny when I walked in and saw every single other person had their stack of printed PowerPoints, just like me waiting. And it was like such a relief. I was like, oh good. I was so worried that the professor was going to be like, Dude, come on, you can't just, she's like, cause on the thing is like, you can have paper notes. I was trying to take that to the literal, all the way to the literal sense of like, oh, the PowerPoint is on paper. It's all good. But then I was just worried that like, they're going to be like, nah, fuck you. That's not what I meant, but it is. So it was fine. How do you take notes? Most of the time I don't take notes. Uh, and when I do take notes, it's on the notes app on the Mac. Because it's way faster and way less effort. You're not going to lose your laptop. Like, you might lose a piece of paper. I feel like the experience of it is just way better. I have literally the exact opposite opinion. For me, like, I can just mindlessly fucking type things that I hear or things that I'm seeing. But unless I write it and, like, color code it and fucking boxes because I'm, I'm retarded, it doesn't register for me. I can't just type something and it be stuck with me. I have to write it down or make flashcards, or do some shit like that. <laughs> Basically, in any class where there is just straight up PowerPoints so that like, the lecture is like reading off of, I don't take any notes, and I just look at the PowerPoints when it's time to study. I'm like, it's written down already. Why, why I gotta fucking write it down again? I see these people with their notebooks, dude, <laughs> copying down the fucking PowerPoint that they have the link to mm -hmm. on the school website. It's just like there, you can... Actually, I, I, mean, I can resonate with those people, like... Have you ever tried just writing it down instead of... Oh, I've, I've taken many handwritten notes. Okay. I've taken... I used to take handwritten notes, like, every day for many years. You know, in college, you can kind of do whatever you want. And you can have your fucking computer with you all the time. Person. I grew up around a lot of religious women, and I have a lot of uh, my aunties and great aunties and shit tell me how, when they went to Catholic school, they used to get their fucking... Their wrist... Their left wrist slapped. You know, because your the left hand is like the devil's hand or some shit. My family is from India, mm -hmm. and it's the same thing over there. Like, I have to very consciously think <laughs> about it to, when I'm giving money or taking money mm -hmm. from anybody, I have to be like, oh yeah, India, right-handed. I'm definitely aware of left-hand shame. I, don't, I really don't feel it that much because America, but I'm aware. So what did you do at school today? This is the one day of the week where we both have a class Thursdays. We have class on Thursdays. Yeah, and I only have one class because... Yeah, this is your only class, I'm that's right. I'm a coach. Yeah, for school. I feel like you're probably better off taking less classes and doing less private university, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a waste of money, if we're being real. Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of, like, how it impacts your skill set that's going to make the difference in you getting a job. It's not stuff that you got from college. In basically all cases that are not hard sciences. 
I don't have like a real good reason to want to go to a private university other than it's my pride and because I care about what people think. All right, so you want people to like you. I get that part. Mm-hmm. When you say pride, what do you mean? Oh, too much pride to like my family be right about me having to go to San Antonio and go to community college, which is not something I want to do at all. My best case scenario right now with a place of living is I'm going to have to do the 12 hours of school next semester. That's if I can afford to, while also working at least a part-time or like part-time to full-time job at Shakespeare. So that both of those things are going to have to go on because in order for me to have a place to stay for sure, All right, so I would have to do on. What degree are you getting? Computer science. And what is your plan? Well, I've always been interested in computer science, for sure. I'm scared that I'm not going to pass the math courses, because I'm really bad at math, even when I study. Well, also, I'm going to be, like, two semesters behind, which... Who fucking gives a shit? I do. It's like time off my clock. You're 19. (laughs) You know how long people live? Until, like, 50. Or 50 now, 60 now. 50? Okay, yeah. Fucking Texas, dude. (laughs) Dude, the average for America is 77. No, it's not. Fuck yeah, it is. I mean, I know people can live to like fucking 100. Alright, those born in 2012 have a life expectancy of 78.8. People who are 65 now are expected to live to 84. People in America, on average, are expected to live until they're at, at the very, very least 70. You can easily live till age 70. What's the diabetes rate in Texas? Look up the fucking diabetes statistics for Texas. West Virginia has the highest adult rate of diabetes at 16.2%. Nine of the ten states with the highest type 2 diabetes rates are in the south. (laughs) West Virginia is the only state with more than 16%. (laughs) Basically, the entire southeast and the mid-south, like uh, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas... All that and all of the Southeast and Indiana and Ohio and Kentucky are between 12 and 16% on the high side, like on the very high side. Mm-hmm. I made a list of questions to ask him, things that I've always been wondering as a kid. One of the categories was just tell me things that you want people to know. And it was about like heroin and like how people, how he's interacted with people while on heroin or what it's taken him. Or, like, the, the, the horrible sickness that it is and whatnot. And he was telling me about how Seattle, Washington, is fucking awful with that. Because he used to hitchhike all over the states. New Hampshire and Missouri were two of those places. And both of those places have bad heroin problems. He's fucking crazy, man. He sounds like a, like an actual four-year-old. Yeah? Yeah, like, his, the way he, like, his speech mannerisms... When he's, like, not having a bad trip or whatever the fuck goes on with him, he gets really excited and, like, laughs like a kid and stuff. Hmm. It's it's really fucking weird to see, but... And, like, he's very self-aware, so he knows he sounds fucked up, and he knows he's fucked up. Okay. And so we'll all laugh about how fucked up he is, Hmm. and, like, how fucked up we are for being in this fucking situation with him. Um, My only first cousin on my dad's side... Died of a heroin overdose, and my father was is, was addicted to it. Or is addicted to it now. I get. I mean, was I say that because now apparently meth is his his go to, mm-hmm. and you can tell because he has like the fucking meth 
scab scabies. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has that shit all over the place. People don't realize how real, like, the opioid problem is. People think it's, like, you know, um, that happens, like, somebody else's family. And then, I guarantee you, you know someone that knows someone or something like that. Like, it's more intertwined than us than, than people think. Everyone has to take fucking medication for something if you're in the modern world and you're not an anti-vaxxer. Like, you, you go to get your wisdom teeth pulled out. What do you get? You get pain medications. During and after. I hope people are realizing more and more that they can smoke weed. <laughs> yeah. Instead of taking oxy after whatever it is that they give you. Vicodin, probably. Like, smoke weed instead of Vicodin. You know? If you can. If you're like some old white person that you don't know people who, who would sell you weed. But outside of that... I go to Craigslist, man. I don't know if I want to buy Times Square weed, but like... <laughs> you wouldn't because you know people. I'm saying for first time... I have been getting it from the same place for like a while. So I'm like, alright, this is all... I know, I know the fucking source. Have you bought Times Square weed? I almost did one time, but I didn't have cash on. Do people come up to you? Do yeah. you go up to people? No, he was... He. No one has ever come up to me to ask about weed. I don't look like someone who would maybe want to buy weed. You don't look like somebody that would be approachable. Like, and not in a bad way. It's just... I no, like but like to a fucking weed dealer who's probably <laughs> brown or black? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying uh, even when you're not trying to look peppy, you look peppy. It's not even, like, a demographic thing. It's just you don't look like the type of person to smoke weed. You fucking look like a pep kid. Like a prep kid. Seriously. Like, I don't know. Words, okay. Way to, way to make a race thing out of it, though. <laughs> it's totally a race thing. Are you kidding me? I mean, not I'm so much thinking. less likely to be approached by a white person. Oh, I feel sure. like than a not white person. But I was just talking about in that specific instance. What fucking white people do you know who try to sell anything in Times Square? The guy was white. Really? Yes! He was carrying a fucking Forever 21 bag, and it was unwrapped weed, just weed in the bag. And he was like, do you all want some weed? And I was, well, I was with my old roommates. The other two don't smoke at all. They they want no affiliation. <laughs> immediately took off. And so I was, I was with the worst people possible. I would have immediately been like, oh, all right, fucking finally, they're gone. <laughs> I got rid of them. All right, let's talk. Oh my God. Dude, you should have like, I don't know, kicked that guy in the nuts and taken his whole fucking bag of weed and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is why people don't approach you. <laughs> nah, dude, I would never do something like that. <laughs> what kind of person do you think I am, dude? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not the one who said it. <laughs> the fucking teacher went off on a rant about Quentin Tarantino and how he tries to... So what did he say, exactly? So, so I take a writing research paper class, and the semester is supposed to be focused on romantic love. We have an essay to write, and the the prompt is modern marriage uh, compared to, like, marriage 50 years ago or whatever the fuck. I think we got on the topic of movies, the portrayal of how sometimes movies can, like, paint a message or something like that. Well, he doesn't like how violence is starting to be romanticized. He started out with Alfred Hitch- uh, Hitchcock's oh, okay. uh, Psycho. He- I didn't like how that movie basically just... Dude, awesome movie. Yeah, I know, but he was, like, he didn't- he was just explaining how he didn't like the violence in it. What, what, what does that mean, didn't like? But here's the thing. He was a, an investigative reporter 
for a long time. So he got he was explaining how he got to be around people that were in drug deals gone wrong, and like he got to see like crime scenes like that. And so he says he doesn't see the reason why anybody would want to portray that in a piece of art. And then that's how he got into Quentin Tarantino movies. His point was he just didn't understand why anybody would want to know anything gr- or see, know, or experience something so grotesque. Like somebody, like in Pulp Fiction when the guy, like, got his fucking head blown off by accident. Or he brought up a specific scene in Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. when the guy gets butt raped and he didn't like how there was, like, some comedy added into the scene. Like, he didn't like how it was very lighthearted when it... I feel like it wasn't. It really I didn't wasn't. think so either when I saw it. I thought it was super serious of, like, what what is that happens if Bruce Willis comes and saves him? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm like, holy shit, that epic... I'm gonna save you moment. And like, you could feel how, who is it, uh, Ming Rames or whoever, the black dude? Mm-hmm. You could feel how fucking, how much, how much like, respect he had. Just like, damn, you did that for me. So yeah, basically to me, that was a super heavy moment. No, he was saying it was, be, uh, it was like the lighthearted part of it was, um, like a hick white guy fucking a black dude. And the white guy had like Confederate flags all up in his pawn shop. That was supposed to be the joke of the scene. Oh, the joke is that he's, like, a fucking conservative, like, backwards person? Yeah, also. And he's, like, literally butt-raping a black guy. I feel like that is a fucking accurate commentary on how repression manifests when you you have repression. I don't know why he, like, sounded like he just wanted censorship. And I was like, why do you want it? Why? What's the why? Why don't you want people to experience these kinds of things if they want to? What's the problem? Me and a few other students kept, like, asking him these things. Well, I'm not trying to put push my opinion on you, or I'm not trying to change your opinion. And, like, you could tell he's getting a little frustrated. I feel like he's a dumbass who, <laughs> who like, wasn't ready for his views to be, like, picked apart because he didn't fucking think them through before having them. I don't know. Yeah? Maybe he's just old. Nah, he's dumb. <laughs> when uh, Hitchcock displayed her, like, in this shower scene as vulnerable and erotic, and then... Stabbed her 27 times for no reason. He said, What's, what was the point of that? Like, you didn't understand. Like, That's the, also, like, a repression commentary. <laughs> like, seriously, it is. Yeah, man, there's definitely been professors over the years where I'm at the end of the class, I'm just like, oh. Sometimes, like, sometimes grown-ups are dumb and you were one of them. You know? It doesn't take that much to get a fucking gig lecturing a college class. A lot of people can kind of just fucking walk into that with some degree that doesn't really mean anything and take it from me as someone with a degree who that means nothing it's really not that hard so yeah with more college experience I'm just like it just I get more and more convinced that ultimately it's like a scam so it's either about comfortability now and having somewhere to stay or and paying for it later or paying for it bro you can't pay seven or eight hundred a month I'm scared that I'm not gonna be able to I don't know I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen you know how much, do you know how much money you make? It depends. I know how much money you make and you can afford to rent something for seven or eight hundred a month. So now the question is, do you want to fucking do shit on your own or do you not feel ready for it? I'm super scared because when, when I do finally get to do that and be on my own, it pretty much means I'm telling my whole family, fuck you, like the ultimate fuck you. Because I'm still people-pleasing with them in order to be able to have a safety net if all else 
failed. You should have to go to school even if you don't want to because they want you to. Yeah. I thought you knew that's how that worked already. No, I'm asking you, do you believe that that's, that's what it should be? Oh, no, not at all, but that's what's happening. <laughs> as soon as I move out, I'm telling them... So they want you to never be on your own? Well, pretty much, yeah. As soon as I try to start making that one step, they're going to automatically say, okay, you're ready for that one step, now you can do everything and completely drop it. They've literally kicked me out. I've been homeless before. They're not scared about doing that at all. They'll do it in a heartbeat. What do you think is going to make you feel better? That's the real question. What is going to make me feel better right now doesn't even matter. It's like more of what what has to be done. I feel like this is what has to be done. To what end? I feel like there's no actual answer to that. Yeah, no, it's it's it has to do with like me just being comfortable because I'm super scared of like just fucking going for it all at once. And I've seen it turn out really bad because suffering I've, is really comfortable. Is it? You've literally been talking to me for the last few minutes, telling me why you're going to choose suffering over less suffering (laughs) because it's comfortable. Literally, that's what's happening right now. Eating cookies at 1 a.m. is comfortable suffering. Dude, did they close? Oh, it's only... Oh, my God! (laughs) This is the opposite of what I'm trying to do, dude. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. They close at 12 today. I forgot it's super early. When I imagine being in your situation, here's what happens in my mind. I'm like, I know that it costs, I can easily find like a solid room in a house or whatever to stay in, easily less than a thousand a month and less than like 800 a month. That means if I make 1500 a month, I'm straight. Like you can literally just be on your own. Working 40 hours at 15 an hour is like $500 or $600, but then there's taxes, it's going to be like 500 or 450. And so that's barely cutting fifteen hundred dollars a month for rent. If it's four fifty, let's make let's take the most conservative version, right? What's four fifty times four? Eighteen hundred. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but still, it's barely cutting it. After tax, you make eighteen hundred a month. Okay. You're fucking chilling. You only need to be at fifteen to live in Jersey and pay seven hundred in rent, which you easily, easily can. I have to make sure I stay at Shake Shack because then I get health insurance after December. Dude, a phone is fucking fifty. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm my phone. <laughs> what do you, what, you can't have your phone? I, I think, I'm pretty sure my grandma will take it from me. She has to fucking fly up here and take it out of your hands, bro. <laughs> well, it's under her account and whatnot. Take the so, fucking SIM card out, put a new one in there. No one needs to know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Ryan. <laughs> like, is oh, it locked to it? Is it not jailbroken? Yeah. You mean unlocked? Yeah. It's just how regular phones are now. <laughs> Let's say you send another 700 on food. Oh, shit. 700, okay? Uh-huh. 700 rent, 700 food, 50 on the phone. That's 1450 You have $400 left. Rent, food, phone, and then you have $400 left. But that's... that's $700 on food? You can spend like 20-something dollars every single day on food. But that leaves no time for me to go to school. What are you going to school for? For a degree. <laughs> for to do what? To do what? For something. For a job. That what I'll job? Out later. <laughs> D- see, this is this is the bullshit part. There's no point in going to the thing if you have literally no idea what you're like even trying to do with it. Okay, so I want to. So I I want to get a computer science degree just so that 
I would love to be in film to be the. I don't need a film degree. I would never get a film degree. What what degree would you get? Uh, like a degree in animation. Who wouldn't want to be a fucking animator? I love drawing. You gotta nail some things down, dude. All this <laughs> is like fucking flying all over the place. You know I what know, I mean? No, I know. It. I don't. I don't know exactly what I want. Literally, what I'm yeah. doing is just so I have. You don't like. You should have idea of some of the things that you don't want, like. A bunch of debt to pay for a thing that you might never use because you don't give a shit about it. Yeah. You gotta fucking deal with that down the line when you're gonna already have other shit to deal with. And also, it's not even just the amount that you paid. It's fucking interest because it's a loan. So it's like, you gotta think about how much money do you really want, how much of a hole do you want to be in for a thing that up to this point you never cared about? Like, I'm thinking about the shit I'm thinking about lately because I feel like I might not really care about computer science. Mm-hmm. But I have the luxury of not having to worry about it down the line. So I don't have to make that decision right now. And yeah, whatever, the world's unfair, whatever the fuck. Yeah, sure. It is. <laughs> That's the situation. Yeah. But your situation is if you don't if you don't make that decision now, you gotta do it later. Like even when you talk about it, I can tell you're just like, oh yeah, for my 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 degree for my for my future job. <laughs> like that's what the fuck is like what? Nah, dude. That's not how getting a job or getting a degree like if you don't give a shit about it, like, at all, then it's going to be really, really difficult. And it's probably going to just be a bunch of money that you're going to, like, wish you didn't spend. So my my whole, my point that I'm trying to make, very soon, you're going to have enough money to be able to, to live on your own. If you want to, you'll have enough saved away and not spend on fucking dildos or whatever. <laughs> I have a collection to keep up. I don't know about you. Very soon, you're going to have enough money, as we discussed, mm-hmm. the finances... To live on your own here if you want to. And then if what you give a shit about is film, dude, nowhere in the equation of what's like what is Zoe's goal is a computer science degree. I don't think that gets you any closer to what you want. I need a resume. I don't have I don't like sharing or actually even keeping my artistic works really because like I'm always self-conscious of them and so applying to like schools like this they want you to like upload your portfolio and you're like I hate all of it (laughs) (laughs) I threw it away because I hate it please accept me I'm an artist (laughs) my grandma used to do that dude she used to like take my art shit and throw it away what? She, so like, Dude, this is why <laughs> you need to get the fuck away from these people, okay? I know this. As, like, your fucking friend who cares when I look from the outside, get away from crazy people. Step one. Step two, get a job. Step three, get a place. Step four, start doing shit you care about. What the fuck was I going to say? God damn it. You'd be willing to live over there. Oh, well, okay, it's, like, again, it's the family thing. Like, they would never let me do that. They would be like, you're too far away from the city, are you even going to be going to school? What are you actually going to be? Bro, 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 bro. You keep losing, like, we almost get there, and then you keep, (laughs) like, making the wrong turn at the very end. I know, I know. If you have money, if you have enough money, no one can make you do anything. That's, That's what we're trying to say here. If you have enough money, there's a certain number of dollars to that's enough for whatever situation you might be in. In your situation, we came up with a number. Once you get to that number, if you so choose, you are the only person who controls your life. What doesn't make sense is enough money still take everybody's shit. (laughs) 
you know? As yeah. opposed to enough money, do what the fuck I want to do. That's what the second part of that should be. I don't know. I feel like And I'm not trying to make it be like, oh, it's so easy to just detach from everyone. I'm not trying to say that. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is some Stockholm Syndrome shit right here. <laughs> I gotta, like, hit you with a hammer so that you feel something, you know? I guess. I always, like, I always get disturbed. Like, you know when you start losing weight and then you plateau? And then you mm-hmm. have to, like, start doing something extra yep. in order to keep that steady flow? Usually when I get to that point, I'm like, oh, that's enough. Yeah, I always fucking, I always get discouraged, and so I stop once I get to that point. Like, when I'm losing weight, I'll stick to it. And then once I start plateauing, I'm like, oh, fuck, this isn't working anymore. Guess I have to cry myself to sleep and eat a lot of macaroni. Yay, <laughs> dieting. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, what I'm scared of is, at the end of the year, am I going to get, like, I don't, again, I don't know how any of this shit works, but, like, the income tax thing, is that going to go, like, for me being here in New York and in Texas? Like, am I going to have to pay state tax for Texas and New York? Because that's going to be fucky, because that happened to Kim last year. She had to pay for New York and Philly, and it took, like, an extra lot out of her stuff. You can't be a resident of New York unless you started paying a contracted lease to rent here for a year. 12 months straight. Because I worked in Texas, and then I worked in here, so... It's going to be some fuck shit either way. <laughs> you should fucking find out, dude. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I like how you know you're like, oh, yeah, they might just charge me double taxes, and then you still don't go look. Turbo At this taxes. point, they deserve to fucking take more of your tax money, dude. You turn that turbo up nice and high, oh you got that turbo tax. I normally do. Yeah, please, for fuck's sake, find out, find out how much money you're owed. Like every other, the one thing that any American is good at doing is making sure that they're getting all their money instead of some of it, you know? I guess. Be good at that. You Make, have a resume? Uh, not really. I was gonna say, how do you have a resume? Yeah, no. I don't have to, I don't have to fucking figure some shit out. <laughs> okay, so. But it's all good. It's so awful. Do you, like, know any people, like, any doctors or anything like that that you can be like, oh, yeah, I did file cabinet. Just, like, little simple shit. Like, a lot of these tech jobs, which, by the way, you absolutely do not need a computer degree for. Yeah, even though, like, computer jobs. Yeah. A lot of these tech jobs, are looking, they're looking for the particular one skill or two skills. Mm-hmm. And if you have them, then you're, based on what everyone has been telling me, it's going to be a lot easier than it would be for most people because I'm a citizen. Okay. A lot of people that apply for these jobs are not American citizens. And oh. they and uh, the employers don't want to do the fucking visa thing with them. It's way easier to hire a citizen. I fully accept that I was probably just accepted into NYIT as a statistic. A Hispanic female going into science. <laughs> I seriously think that that's why. <laughs> Christian lives in an area of Austin where it's just, like, frat houses and sororities everywhere, all right next to each other. You only see, like, one type of girl, and it's the girl that's the visco girl with the long, long The what girl? The visco girl. Have you... It's, like, the girl that carries around a fucking hydro flask, has scrunchies, has, like, the metal straws, has their hair in a messy bun... It's it's a it's a fucking thing on Instagram and like 
A term generally used as an insult for a young, usually white woman who posts trendy pictures of herself edited on the app Visco. So you mean like a sorority girl? That's what we call them up here. I mean, because it was all just white girls with blonde hair. No, there was no... I did not see one black girl coming in or out of the fucking... Those sorority houses or anybody looking up like they were of color. Most black people and brown people don't give a fuck about sororities and fraternities because they're fucking studying. Because they gotta send money back to some fucking family member, dude. It's just you could tell who their demographic was and they're in, like... There's all kinds of frats, though. I mean, maybe not. Down in fucking deep fried, whatever the fuck. <laughs> you didn't see any black ones or brown ones? No, I didn't. <laughs> that phrasing, no. Like sororities? Yeah, no, I didn't. You only saw white sororities? Yes. Okay. Fucking Theta Theta, like, all their names started with the same thing twice, and it was, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> they probably started running out, dude, because there's probably, like, a lot of frats and shit. Because Christian has a stutter. Oh, no. <laughs> So you'd be like stuck on the same alpha like four times over. God damn it. <laughs> if you could transfer to film school. God saying that sounds so awesome. And spend less money. That sounds so much fun. And spend less money, dude, then you should absolutely do that like tomorrow. And wait, so when we say film school, what are we talking about? School for, like, what kind of classes are you going to take? Cinematography. Okay. I really want to be, like, the camera operator. I know I don't need a degree for film. I would be going to take workshops and getting to know people that are in the field, make connections. They can point me in the right direction for those kind of things. It's about resources and my skill set. It's not, I would never get a film degree. Just because I've talked to people that have film degrees and they've told me that their film degree has done jack for them in the film industry. If you could do that, if you could do what you want... And spend less money, you should do that. If And then uh, from there, I would want to get an NYU film. That's a little bit away. We gotta figure out the first things. For sure. You know? Mm-hmm. So, do you want to do that? Yeah. So fucking do it. Get out of this degree that you don't want and all this fucking stupid money that you don't need to spend. I just can't, I can't just start doing it without, I mean, that conversation is going to suck so hard. What are they going to say? Oh, they're just going to be like, mm. Just bitch, just like fucking bitch, about how anything I ever do is never gonna be good enough. I was thinking about also having that talk when my mom comes up here. Be like, hey, everything that I ever said that I wanted to do is actually wrong, and I want to do this. Like I just brought up to her the other day when we were like three days ago on the phone that I wanted to go to film school. What did she say? She was silent for a little bit, and she was like, oh, okay. The city vibe in a presentation definitely makes a good sales pitch, you know? I was going to take her to a bunch of, like, different articles. You should show her that stuff, and she should see you, like, in the element of... I feel like it's really hard to not believe it when you watch someone being passionate. Like, it's hard to deny that that's real, right? So if she sees you being passionate, I feel like that's the best sales pitch that you could have. I just hope that maybe I could uh, appeal to her more on a human side. She still holds a lot against me. Like, any chance she gets, she'll just be like, oh, yeah, I'm the one that ran away at 13. Dude, every time I hear one of these things, I immediately go back to, like, this will be, but you could, you could pay rent yourself right now. I'm like, you don't have to deal with any of this today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm today. I'm the spoiled kid. I have the safety blanket. Yes, 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 yes. No one is saying that. I'm just trying to make the point that 
I don't think that needs to be like the ignorant perspective. I think that could just be the practical perspective. For sure. I really want my mom to come up here, but I don't have the money to pay for the fucking ticket right now. And the more I wait, the more it's going to be. So, um, was it San Antonio Direct? Yes. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Throwback to when Zoe thought there was no such thing as a San Antonio to New York direct flight. And then I believed her for a year and then went on Google for two seconds once. And then I was like, oh, that's such a weird thing that would never happen. Of course it's not true. So I figured out why that, that was not happening. Yeah, who told you that? Uh, my grandma and my aunt did. And I think that might have been... A One trick. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, there's no way this kid knows how to work a Google. No fucking way. And they were right. They were right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been one of their ploys. All right, so I, I think I have a good sense of which parts of their brain do work well. Because that part works real fucking good, sounds like. I like how that's one of the craziest stories about you. What? That someone told you something, <laughs> and then you didn't Google it, and then so you believed something okay. that seems completely crazy, they just told it to you, and then you believe them. I remember the first time you told me that, I was like, I'm like, oh, a person from San Antonio probably knows the truth about this, I should listen to them. No, it's also, this is, exp- like, you can get a around to connecting... For San Antonio is usually Connecting less. <laughs> I like how you got stranded in a fucking Washington D.C. the other day because of this shit. For more than half a day, dude, you got stranded for fucking 13, 14 hours or whatever it was because you didn't Google if there's a such thing as San Antonio to JFK. It wasn't me that bought the tickets. So it was Christian oh that bought the ticket. <laughs> You have to outsource your plane ticket purchases, too? What do you mean? You're like, uh, alright, bitch boy, do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you in the corner over there, buy this plane ticket for me. You're awful, man. What do you mean? I'm just, like, reenacting the story that you're telling me. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what? Do we need to make this a video podcast so people can watch me shake my head? It already increased twelve dollars since the since the last time I looked at it. I looked at it at noon. It was two hundred dollars even. I looked at it right now, two twelve. Yeah, this is terrible planning. This is just this is just terrible planning of like requesting the days off and then still not knowing if you're gonna buy them and then not buying them. You get two spastic people like me and my mother. She is very erratic. She'll wake you up at like five in the morning. Hey, I'm gonna go to Dallas today. That's a five hour drive, man, mind you. I'm gonna go to Dallas today. We'll stay there for like three hours, go walk around, and we're gonna drive back. Yeah, you need to fucking escape this prison. <laughs> or she'll be like, I wanna go to Corpus, which is the beach in Texas, and. Corpus Christi? Yeah. Why? You know that? Don't even worry about it, bro. I want to go. Believe it or not, I miss the crazy. I, I hate being alone. You know, I hate being alone and I hate the silence. And those are two things that I never got growing up, which I think is why I kind of hate them. I kind of miss somebody always like... Oh, you never were alone? 
No, not until, like, I was, like, 13. Then I got left home alone days or weeks at a time Yeah, I'm like, someone got lost at some point. Yeah. (laughs) It was called running away from home, man. Shit. (laughs) Yo, my mom was like, okay, so what happened that night is my mom was like, go take out the trash. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And she kind of knew something was up because I put on my combat boots and I was wearing like multiple layers of clothes and I was wearing a leather jacket. I left my phone, which is not something I ever did. And so she was like, okay, what's going on here? But she waited an hour to call the cops after she knew I had run off. But it for sure does not take an hour to throw away the, uh, the trash. So I feel like that, that might have been at most like a 15 minute to 20 minute thing for an irrational parent. But she waited an hour. Oh, it would have been five minutes. Exactly. The thing was, I had been warning my family that I was going to run away from home for a while. Not my mom, but I had told my grandma and a bunch of other people I was going to run away from home and to be ready when it happened because I couldn't stand being in that abusive environment anymore. But I decided to, like, psych them out the last minute because I told them I was going to be walking along Blanco Road, which is a really long road in San Antonio. And what I ended up doing was walking down the street right next to it, and nobody bothered to look on the street right next to it. <laughs> Fucking just a bunch of fat people like ah, there's there's nothing over, there's definitely nothing over there. Let's just keep walking down this road over here. How do you run away from home in Texas? Walk outside. <laughs> Have I mentioned HEB? No, what's that? It's a store in San Antonio, and it's pretty much just like the grocery store of Texas, and it's super legit. And when I ran away from home, I hid in HEB for a little bit, and I love shopping at HEB. So what I did was I got a shopping cart. And filled it up with a bunch of shit that I would have gotten if I had money. And then put it all back after all of a sudden. And then walked out. Just because I wanted to live that fantasy while I ran away for a little bit. Because I knew nobody was going to look for me inside of an HEB. Fucking bacon-wrapped asparagus. Or, like, shit that that I can't afford. A whole, like, a rotisserie chicken. Just a bunch of shit I would have loved to cook. And then I was like, okay, I lived my fantasy. And now I'm going to go put y'all back because I would hate to be the person to find all this fucking food and have to go put it all back. And then I walked out. Wow. So I was getting a lot of weird looks while I was in there because there's a, the road I was walking on, um, called Lock Hill Sama, is in a resi- uh, residential area and there's not a lot of street lights. And I had a box cutter with me. For some reason, I thought it'd be a great idea, but I just started like slashing at my wrist. And so. In the street? Yeah. While I was walking. And so when I got to HEB, my arms were covered in blood, but I had a long sleeve leather jacket on and so nobody could see anything uh until i went up to the fucking cashier and, and then you're just tripping no i had it was like it wasn't a lot but it was like dried blood on me and he was like everything okay and i was like oh yeah it's fine i just walked out because i had gotten like a water or something or some shit from there because you know i was thirsty and being a delinquent from running away Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, I walked. Good reason for water, yes. Like five more miles, weaving in and out of neighborhoods just to waste time to a Whataburger. And then that's where I told, I finally got fed up of just wandering. And so I told the guy I needed to borrow the phone at the Whataburger because I didn't have a phone and I ran away from home and I needed to call help. And he was like, okay. And so I called my grandma and the guy was like, do you want something to eat? And he gave me a free Whataburger. Nice. It was awesome. From there, I lived with my grandma. For how long? For That was just, like, the first time for, like, a week. 
Dude, it got fucked up in that place. <laughs> like, bro, bro, forget that place, dude. <laughs> I like how you're just like, you're like, yeah, so I was walking around, it started to, start fucking cutting out my wrists with a box cutter <laughs> while I was walking. And then walk into a store and then buy water. That was eighth grade. That was, uh... At that point, even I am gonna be like, I think maybe this person needs a little bit of help. I did, at the time. I was, like, super disconnected, and it was bad. I also used to take my own blood. There were needles around, uh, clean needles, sterile needles, that's all you need to know. Yep. I was getting from a safe place. I just wanted to see how much blood I could get out. Like, I was testing to see if I could get enough blood to pass out and just leave it there. Just like, I wonder if I can pass out if I drain enough blood out. Yeah. Is that it? Pretty much. Like, here or here, you'll see pinpricks and not slashes. Yeah. That's for me taking my own fucking blood like a dumbass and not knowing how to point a needle or whatnot. So, physical pain is not something that bothers me much. Clearly. It never really has. And it's kind of like an issue when it comes to something actually being wrong. Because yeah. then I'm like, oh, I'm just a pussy, and this is just gas cramps. And yeah, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds My like mom's a doctor, so she's so, like, every little thing I'm so used to going and telling her. And then she'll, like, tell me if I need to worry about it or not. Or, like, give me, tell me what, what thing to take or, like, what test to get from the doc all the time. So, dude, I'm so used to when something hurts the tiniest amount, like, telling somebody. Or, like, or like only her, really. Really? But I'm used to that. I've never ignored anything. I've never ignored something that was very painful. This is like a crazy thing for me to hear. Mm-hmm. Were you so accustomed to like high amounts of pain that you like are desensitized? No, that was when I first started cutting. Um, so it, it hurt. It was less than I thought it would. So I, w- I was just like, oh, okay. So this isn't that, that bad. Like, have you ever been burned before? You've been, you've been cut. You've been burned. You've been like stuff like that before, right? And how it's different. Pretty much all, like, exclusively on my fingers. All of that. Oh, okay. I'd rather deal with a cutting pain than, like, a force pain. Because I feel like the blunt force is lingering when a cutting pain is more like a slice. But, like, paper cuts hurt like a bitch, dude, for days. But that's because you're, there's oxygen hitting places that should not be hitting. And when you actually... But if you have an even deeper, like a a really big cut, right? Yeah, this first time it hurt, like, I guess it would, a normal person, like, it it never stops hurting. It just, you get used to it. That's what I would imagine. A duller amount of pain. I don't know how to describe it. You would say that you get desensitized. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I just remember it being really cold. Because it was a winter month, and it was, like, late December. And so I was out walking around. I mean, it was, like, 50 or 60 degrees. (laughs) Okay. All right, all right. I wasn't prepared for that, so I had, like, a leather jacket on. Was it, like, outside right now? Yeah. Uh, My original plan was to walk from San Antonio past Fredericksburg, Texas, to a place called Enchanted Rock, which is a national park in Texas. How far of a walk would this be? 180 miles. Cool, cool. Uh, and it's a place that my mom and dad used to take me when I was little. And oh, okay. It's by my uh, other my dad's side of the family's house, and I really wanted to go see them. And so I was like, I'm gonna walk there. I'm fuck it. I'm just gonna walk there. Yeah. That didn't work out so well. Yeah. But I brought with me a flashlight that you use to crank. Like, you crank it to use. Fuck yeah, And so when I was weaving in and out of the streets and it'd be, like, all dark, I'd just be cranking a little flashlight (laughs) in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's the the story of when I ran away. December 13th. Goddamn. 
2013. Coming up on six years ago? It's called Enchanted Rock because the Native Americans that used to live there, when the sun would rise, they, they named it that, uh, when the sun would rise, it would go over the dome and make it look like it was glowing. It's this huge dome that sticks out of the ground. <laughs> Mr. J used to do that, so that's how I know that. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. So Even, we should we probably mention, um, how, how would we describe, how are we going to... Explain who Mr. J is. Mr. J is a uh, super chaotic, uh, an, erratic son of a bitch. An, an old flame. <laughs> we might, you might say. I guess. Or I would say, I would say Mr. J is the old flame, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to a old flame. Yeah, I've only had three official. I've only had three official relationships. Everyone else has just been me being a fool. Literally, I would have no bodies, or I would only have no. I would have three bodies if I counted everyone after the age of eighteen. Wait, what? <laughs> if I excluded everyone that I fucked before the age of 18, I would only have three bodies versus the 14 that I have. 14? 14. I um, wish I had 14. No. I can count on one hand how many of them were, like, actually pleasurable. Okay. Fun. Then I'm good with my, my three. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally, like, one of them was just because I felt really fucking bad for the guy. But I didn't know at the time that I was, that I was would a hope, shitty thing I w- to do. I hope that I wouldn't feel like that about somebody. Yeah, I think I was sophomore year of high school, and I just felt really fucking bad for the guy. And so I was like, okay, I'll take his virginity. Fucking Mother Teresa over here. Fucking stalked me for a little bit. Like, he would come to my house and, like, hey, I, are you it's home? It's so weird that he would do that. <laughs> Why would he do something like that? <laughs> I like how you said that, like, it was surprising, even 1%. He, he came to my house. <laughs> Did you fuck him because you felt bad for him? Did you do something like that? How is that crazy? <laughs> how is that the crazy thing? What? God. Wow. Way to victim blame. <laughs> like, most of them were shitty experiences because Damn, I was on okay. either drugs or peer pressure or because I didn't know how to say no. Yeah. Or because, uh... Yeah, that's too bad, then. I thought I would never get the opportunity. Damn. So most of them were just, like, shitty situations. Things I did, like... So, alright. So I wouldn't <laughs> even count those. A penis still went inside of my vagina, so... That's not quite what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's a body that someone you've had I... intercourse with. Mm, no. No, it's not. <laughs> because if no. that's not it, then my, then my count's way fucking yeah, higher. Yeah, it's not just that. Okay. It needs to be something that both people wanted... Yeah, basically that. <laughs> I'm counting ones where both people are into each other and into what's happening. That's a body. One. Okay, so two. Alright. Wow, that was quite an emotional roller coaster there. But we got to the end. Together. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, and with that list comes an array of sexual fuck-ups. Like, <laughs> like, like, why the fuck would you do that kind of shit? One time we didn't have lube, so we used tequila. <laughs> and I didn't know that gets you really drunk really quickly because of the absorption. <laughs> I can't process like what what is happening right now.
I need like a second to figure this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start from the beginning, okay? From the be- from the top. Here we go. Knee Lou, right? Okay. Regular. Let's. We're still completely normal people at this point. <laughs> we're totally sane people. Trying to solve a totally sane, normal, Except everyday. Except we're like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Actually 12? No, no, no. We're like 16, 17, but still. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would have like actually kept me up at night for a few minutes, probably. <laughs> I'd have been like, wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> and I'm one of the safe ones. You're one of the safe ones? I was like a prude. Oh, compared to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> right, your friends who like smoke and meth <laughs> or whatever. Dude, I had a roommate at the fucking psych ward. She was a meth head. She was like 15 or 16. That's a thing. Wow. That's a thing. Fuck, man. But yeah, anyways, we used tequila's lube. It was his idea, if that counts. It wasn't my idea. Because I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I did not feel less stupid with the tequila bottle in my fucking ass, so... <laughs> there you go. To be honest, though, to be honest, that is way more chill than the first part. Than the using the tequila. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you, you meant... You fucking dumb. I thought you meant... I thought you meant like badge lube. Whoa! No, no, no. There's. You're right. There are levels to stupidity, and no one that I know would even cross that plane of stupidity. Oh wow! All right. All right. <laughs> that sounds awful. That sounds like an abortion. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn, bro. Oh my god. I didn't quite go there in no, my that head. Sounds like that would kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. No, it was in the S. Alright, alright. So, <laughs> it's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. It is, it is. Which is hilarious. It's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I was so amazed. I'm like, wait a second. I, I didn't know that you could get drunk through your vagina. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying, dude. No, they're assholes. Alright, that I knew. I was like, wait a second. I thought it was only... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, alright. Tequila as lube for the tequila bottle in the ass. Uh-huh. Uh, I've also done a lot of mushrooms before having vigorous sex. It's incredible. I can see it. It, but I can see it. Make sure you're because oh, I've heard like people get scared when having sex on mushrooms. Like more than one person I've talked to about having sex on mushrooms, they said they've gotten scared. Scared about what? I don't know. It's like, okay, so you've done mushrooms. It makes everything like super hyper realistic, super like. It's like acid, but a little bit dirtier to me. That's why I've taken mushrooms like three times and then acid every other time. Because I'm like, oh, this is just not as good. But it's it's very similar. I thought it was great. And then we passed. It's an awesome experience. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like Shake Shack versus McDonald's. You're going to get fucked up, but one of these things is nicer than the other one. Like a lot. Like one's, one's a lot cleaner. One's just smoother, one's just nicer. If you're just trying to get the job done, they're going to get the job done, both of them. You get a little nauseous, which I never have on acid. With mushrooms? Yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that. And that's not not on acid at all. 
Like on the come up, I get super like. The come up is a lot more crude. It's not as yeah, it's not as smooth. It's not as refined. Okay, so you. Okay. It's a it, acid feels clean to me. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms are a little grittier. Have you ever been on a horse before? No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. Have you ever seen a horse? Yes. Okay. My my school in in Jersey, they have like a, a farm of horses. Okay. At the school, but also I live in New York City, so I see uh, horses with cops on riding on them. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Savannah, shout out to Savannah. When I was walking with her around the corner over here the other day, she saw a cop on a horse and she freaked the fuck out because she apparently she never saw one before. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was Whoa. like, what do you mean, dude? West Side represent. Oh dude. my god. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like a West Side has it, East Side doesn't have it thing. I, I don't think I've seen a like a, a horse cop in like what? <laughs> <laughs> the funniest name to do for that. I love, I love that. It I just mean, like makes fun of them, but it's true also. <laughs> horse cop, <laughs> fucking horse cop. <laughs> Oh no! Here when your job des- when your job description is an insult at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What do you want to be when you grow up, Timmy? Timmy wants yeah, to be a horse I've cop. Never a, I've, never, I've never gotten scared when a horse cop is around. <laughs> Same. I never thought, oh shit, I, I, I gotta stop smoking this joint because there's a horse cop, right? What's it gonna do? To make the horse get, <laughs> get onto the sidewalk and chase you down? <laughs> I don't think so. Where's the horse cop or a bicycle cop? <laughs> Dude, is there a bicycle cop? <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here. There's no bicycle cop. <laughs> What do you mean, dude? <laughs> what do you mean? You've never seen a bicycle cop before. Here? Anywhere. I don't think oh so, dude. Oh my god. I've seen motorcycle cops in India, all like all of them. Except for, shout out to the two guys in India who were cops with a police car. Dude, what, what does that Wikipedia say? A police bicycle is a land vehicle used by police departments. <laughs> <laughs> A land, <laughs> land vehicle. What do you mean, Wikipedia? <laughs> Who fucking wrote that on Wikipedia? Like, Nothing. Uh, no, they're not hard to notice. I think you're just fucking daft. Could be. <laughs> Possible out of ten. <laughs> Possible out of ten. Love it. A plus plus. Dude, I want to meet Savannah. Shout out to Savannah. Dude, yeah, shout out Savannah. Here's probably we yet, who I think uh, who I think was uh, listening to episode one before and seemed to uh, enjoy it enough, so that was good. It's a crime to disassemble a horse. Disassemble? <laughs> you can disassemble. Buddy. Not if you're a dog food company. <laughs> or fucking spam. Yeah. Remember, or was it spam that had horse meat? Or wasn't it fucking McDonald's? Was it McDonald's or spam? I don't remember. It was, it was something. Yeah. It was po- probably both. <laughs> TBH. When I went to Australia, you can eat kangaroo meat. I don't like that. For some reason, it just like for I always thought like the kangaroo was like a sacred Australian thing, but nope, you can eat them. To me, it's like why don't we just leave the really cool things alone? Yeah, kind of. But also, kangaroos like will box you. 
Dude, I think it was Savannah the other day who showed me this super buff kangaroo on YouTube. Uh-huh. And he was boxing people, dude. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Nothing where <laughs> something was on purpose. Only accidents. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Like, my toe, like my second toe on my right foot, that is like fucking bent at an angle slightly. Uh, one time, Batman, who is the guy with the two boots at, with my parents, mm-hmm. I was holding his leash and then I dropped it for some reason. I stepped on it with my foot, but it was caught around my one toe. <laughs> and then he immediately started running. Oh. And then so I like pulled it pretty hard, uh, oh. one direction. And it's fine, I never fucking did anything for it. Uh-huh. It's a little bit bent, but I can walk normally and everything. So I guess to answer your question, no. My mom said one time I squeezed that housebreak to death, and I was like, hey. <laughs> the thing used to have a braid at my grandparents' house. <laughs> and I got into the cage. <laughs> and she said she did a picture of me holding it. What? But it was all <laughs> I like how no matter what, you are not the craziest person in this story. No matter what. Someone else is like, you know what? I'm going to one-up this fucking bitch over here. In April, I was walking and it was snowing and I was taking pictures of this dog. It was a beautiful Labrador. It was very clearly old. And I asked the uh, owner if he wanted to airdrop airdrop the pictures to him. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then while I was airdropping, as soon as he got the pictures... Uh, we start, we look for his dog, and it's running, and then it just drops, like, out of nowhere. And we were both like, nah, it's really gonna get up, right? Did not fucking move. It died. Right there. <laughs> it died. Oh, and I no. took the last pictures of it running around and playing in the snow. <laughs> and I didn't know how to fucking help the guy. Because he's trying to pick up his one dog. And I'm like... God was just like, you know what? What the fuck am I supposed to do? God was just like, you know what? Zoe needs, Zoe needs a little bit more shit to deal with. A little, just a little bit more. I can't believe that story, dude. Yeah, shout out to, uh... Schmackeries on 45th of my dad's uh, fucking people up every day. <laughs> just fucking them up real good. Honestly, some of the most legit cookies I've ever had. Same. Probably like the best. If not, yeah, yeah, very close. Um, if it meant going to hell eating those cookies, I'm already, I'm already a gluttonous fuck, so it doesn't really matter either. But yes, I would like Tune in next time for more sporadic fried dreams bullshit.